This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Welcome in, everybody, to the West Michigan Sports Show. Brandon Worth with you here, as always. So glad you have tuned in this afternoon here on News Radio WBRN, 1460 AM, 107.7, and 96.5 FM. Welcome once again to a great show we have on deck for you today. A whole roundup of sports to go through here on our local sports scoreboard as well. NFL draft right around the corner, and there's a lot of controversy in the quarterback department. I'll dive into my top five five quarterbacks in this year's draft and trust me my list will be better than any lists you'll read online. But before we get started, make sure to thank all the sponsors that make our show possible. Those include, obviously, the United States Air Force as the primary sponsor for this show. Can't thank them enough for all the work they do, as well as Johnson's Automotive Repair, Alter Care Big Rapids, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, Paris Auto Sales and Service to Big Rapids, the Macassasola Career Center, and Moda, the Macassasola Transit Authority. Thank you all for making this show possible. Couldn't do it without your help and support as well as all the fans out there of course i know i like to give you guys a lot of credit on this show but certainly is well deserved because you guys certainly keep the lights on for me and i appreciate all the great support and feedback we've gotten from this show but without further ado we got a lot to get through here in the local sports scoreboard for this week a lot of contests dating all the way back to april 14th that we have to cover still here from this last week and of course we get to preview some epic games on deck here coming up this weekend but without further ado let's get right into it starting on the diamond in baseball back on april 14th it was rivalry day up one. 31 Big Rapids Reed City games were certainly one-sided the Cardinals dominate Reed City offensively 18-2-7-2 the final scores there in Reed City Grant and Lakeview squared off a split between the two both one-run games Grant claiming the opener 8-7 Lakeview getting the nightcap 5-4 the finals in that one Tri-County and White Cloud facing off those ones ending in a split the Vikes get game 1-9-8 followed by the Indians winning game 2-7-4 Chippewa Hills gets a a sweep over rival Morley Stanwood. The Mohawks fall due to their offensive struggles 11 to 1 and 17 to 1. The final scores, as well as the Lions of Nuego, take down Central Montcalm in their hot run 5 1, as well as a tie 9 9 in the nightcap. So Nuego wins that series there in baseball. Over on softball, Big Rapids continuing their domination against Reed City. Coach Don Thompson's team certainly on a roll offensively. 33 combined runs in their two wins at Reed. City last week, as well as Central Montcalm getting a win against Nuego, as well as a tie in the nightcap. How about two ties by the same two teams in the same day? Wouldn't you know? That's crazy. And even with the same scores, 9-9. Huh. There's something new every day. Moving over to the 15th, a lot of non-conference ball for a lot of teams, and especially on the diamond for the boys. Coopersville gets wins against CSAA opponents Kent City and Tri-County with their hot offensive start. Kent City does win against Fremont in a comeback game 7-2, the final score in that one. Nuego and White Cloud both falling in tournament play to Muskegon Reitz Puffer, who was a really dominant offensive team, as well as Tri-County falls to Ravenna in their nightcap game. Chippewa Hills gets 
gets two wins against Greenville, beating the Hornets 10-7 and 12-8, the final scores. And that one, Kent City finds a tie once again. We mean some more daylight for these games, I guess. I guess daylight savings didn't come long enough for some reason. 6-6, the final score in that one, as well as White Cloud taking down former CSAA Silver opponent Holton 11-1 on the diamond. Over in girls soccer, Fremont continuing their hot start in the WMC. 4-1 win over Lakeview and 3-0 win over Reed City, as well as Greenville takes down Chippewa Hills 3-0, Lakeview defeating Ithaca, Reed City taking down Ithaca as well, Shepard getting a win as well over Chippewa Hills, and finally softball, Grant falling to Ravenna in softball action, 10-1 the final score in that one. Over to April 17th, there was only one game and it was soccer and it was a dominant performance from the Lady Lions of Nuego, 8-0 they take down Muskegon in a dominant win for Nuego. Following up April 18th, baseball back on the diamond and non-conference play for the Big Rapids Cardinals. They fall in game one to the Shepherd Blue Jays 11-1, but a great bounce back game two, win 5-3 over Shepherd. Central Montcalm getting two CSAA wins, crucial ones after their two losses from the days before, beating White Cloud 5-0 and 4-3. The final scores in that one. Over in softball, Big Rapids getting two against the Blue Jays, 12-3 and 10-3, the final scores in that one. Central Montcalm Hornets established dominance against White Cloud Indians. 15-0, 11-0 final scores. I believe neither of those games got through all six innings. Nuego takes down Kent City in a pair of softball games. 8-4, the final score in game one with a close game two at 13-12, the final score in that one. Final game in that wrap-up, Molly Stanwood getting a split against Lakeview as well as I've learned Olivia Nelson throwing a no-hitter in that first game. Congrats on the monumental feat for Olivia Nelson as the Mohawks continue to try to climb their way up the CSAA softball scoreboard as we kind of take a look at it here now. Big Rapids rolling the way right now at 4-0 unblemished with win percentage. They are at the top of the league as well as Grant right now somehow in my standings have found themselves at the number two spot at 2-0, and even though they have a couple games that don't have scores. So I plead to everybody, if you're supporting a school and a school ends up winning the game, submit the score, and I can be able to put it here on air. I can't find all the scores, unfortunately. I try as much as I can to get all these scores in, so I appreciate everybody that gets on MHSA or Max Preps or whatever site you have for scorekeeping, but I appreciate all the scores that are submitted so we can get them on this show. So all that do, I thank you very much for helping make that a lot easier for us here tracking for this show. Nuego 4-1-1 as well as Central Montcalm 5-0-1. Both those teams looking to try to take down Big Rapids right now in the leading chase pack spots at number three, number four. A lot of teams right now sitting at 0-2, especially without some of those game score submissions as well as some games simply getting canceled due to Mother Nature wreaking havoc as she always does here so far in the spring. But anyway, over in baseball right now, Big Rapids remains at the top four in the first year for Coach Scarpelli, followed by Chippewa Hills at 3-0. They're looking at a bounce-back campaign this year, as well as Central Montcalm sitting at 4-1-1, followed by Lakeview at 2-2, with a lot of other teams wrapping up behind at one win or two wins apiece at 
500 or under, looking to try to have strong second halves of the season so far. But over in ladies soccer right now, certainly is shaping up to be a very tight conference race as of right now. The leaders near the top right now in conference play, Tri-County, New Wago, Reed City, Big Rapids, all at 1-0 in their first conference contest, followed by Lakeview, Grant, Kent City, and Chippewa Hills right now. Overall leader sits Tri-County and New Wago, both unblemished so far this season with a tie apiece, as well as Reed City right behind at 3-1, Big Rapids at 3-3 three three after a couple tough battles up north, as well as Lakeview and Grant, both right behind chasing here for this season. Over in track and field, some local CSAA meets going down as of yesterday as we're recording this here on Tuesday. A lot of wins for a couple teams and starting to push themselves up into the contention for conference champions and Reed City taking care of business in their hosted meet, especially on the men's side, defeating Chip Hills and Nuego in that tri-meet while Chippewa Hills ladies take care of their road win, taking down Reed City and Nuego in that one. A lot of dominant performance performances across the board. Ariana Todd, a notable one, getting wins in the 100, 200, and the long jump. So a trifecta win for Ariana Todd, as well as Quinn Hatfield winning the 800-meter run for the ladies and the 1,600-meter as well, running sub-six. Over on the men's side, Reed City, Bryson Hughes, the college football commit to Olivet, is certainly running fast right now. He gets the 100-meter victory win, as well as Gus Rohde taking down the whole range of the 400- and 3,200-meter victories. I'll tell you what, in track and field, that's not a double. You see many people win too often, so shout-out to Gus for his victory there, as well as Jake O'Neill winning the 800 for Chippewa Hills men as well as four wins for Nuego out of the 17 events. Over in Lakeview was another CSAA meet. This one a quad between Grant Central Montcalm, Moy Stanwood, and the Wildcats. Certainly were a lot of great individual performances across the board at this meet, especially when you considered how the conditions were. Not necessarily the warmest meet in the books, but certainly some great performances across the board. Graham Costin taking the mile in that one for the Hornets, beating Brody Delameter of Grant, as well as a tightly contested battle in the women's 100 meters. It was freshman Alicia Hernandez of Lakeview taking down sophomore Brooklyn Whitmore of Grant, who was the winner in the 200 meter dash. Those are a couple notable performances across the board there on the running side, as well as in throws, some good performances and shot put as well. Central Montcalm sweeping two out of the top three spots for the top six in that event, as well as in the men's Central Montcalm once again again four out of the top six spots to help Central Montcalm sweep both men's and women's titles from that conference quad opener here this last week. That's going to do it for the local sports scoreboard. We'll preview the next upcoming matchups as well as my top NFL draft quarterbacks coming up after this break here on WBRN. Welcome back to the West Michigan Sports Show. Brandon Worth with you. Now that we got the bills paid, let's get right back into it. Some of the best events to preview here this upcoming week. So you can keep a lookout for those scores on next week's show, which you can subscribe to the show in any podcast platform, especially on WBRN, the website, WBRN.com, as well as all the presets here for our stations. But as well, you can just be on the lookout if you want to go and attend and support. It's supposed to be nice next week, so make sure you get outside and go have some fun because you never know. Tomorrow, it might snow, as we learned this last week. 
Anyway, starting it up on Monday, girls' soccer matchup. Reed City Tri-County should be a real fun one. Monday at 5 p.m., that game for opening kickoff between the Counts and the Vikings, certainly one that has a lot of CSA implications for both of these teams near at the top of the tables. Softball, Grant versus White Cloud on Tuesday, one of the premier softball matchups coming up. Both teams looking very evenly matched and certainly looking to establish momentum for their teams looking forward here to the second half of the conference slate. As well as in baseball, Big Rapids, Chip Hills, a top-notch rivalry down M20 will be a fun one to look out for between the Cards and the Warriors. Four and six o'clock, those games here coming up on Tuesday. As well as track and field will be in action. CSAA League Me at Big Rapids will be the main event at four o'clock coming up on that Tuesday. Going to be a pretty loaded team slate, including the Cardinals, Warriors, Mohawks, Hornets, and Indians all going to be taking place at Big Rapids High School. Four o'clock first event begins there from Cardinal Stadium. That's doing it for the local slate. Now transitioning here to the final part of the show. NFL draft is here, and whether you're just a local, you know there's certainly a lot of implications in this year's draft for many teams, including the Detroit Lions. Will they draft the quarterback? We don't know. Only Brad Holmes knows, but there's a lot of discrepancy for them at that number six spot due to what the teams ahead of them might do. There's a lot of great talented players in this draft, not only at the quarterback position, but defensively lied at that position. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, just to name a few that I'm sure people are on the lookout for. But the number one thing everyone wants to know across the world here in little central Michigan and nationwide, where will the quarterbacks go? So I've taken it upon myself to name my top five quarterbacks going into this year's NFL draft slated to take place here next week, only a week away, y'all. And we're going to have chaos going down in the world of the National Football League. So I got my top five quarterbacks as well as places they may go. Let's get right into it. Number five, a guy that probably is not on a lot of top five lists. I certainly love the way he plays. I think he can be a very talented player in this year's league. Not a lot of analysts probably have him on the top five, and that's Dorian Thompson Robinson. Many of you are probably saying, who in the world is Dorian Thompson Robinson? Quarterback from UCLA, worked with Chip Kelly's offense this past year. He's a very, very talented playmaker. He reminds me a little bit of Lamar Jackson for the way that he can escape, get out of the pocket, make plays happen. He can throw it very, very well. 3,000 passing yards, I believe, this last year. And he's definitely gotten more comfortable under center. He was a guy that kind of tried to play uh, play the hero role a little bit too much in his first couple of years, tried to force a lot of things. But now he has really settled in to that quarterback position very well at UCLA. And I think he can be a very good late round guy. Probably a day two mid to late day two, even early day three guy. But I think if this guy is going to be on the board, there's going to be a lot of teams that could potentially be looking out for him, especially falling down. Hey, maybe the Detroit Lions are on the list if they want to try to take their scheme up. I know one that's been kind of tossed around is the Eagles uh, for how well they've utilized Jalen Hurts. They could throw him in that backup role and kind of have that same schematic fit in the case of Jalen Hurts being injured, which we hope does not happen. Uh, But those are a couple teams, and I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is a very, very good football player. Number four, 
leading the Volunteers to one of their best seasons in recent memory. And even beyond that, Hendon Hooker, what a great football player Hendon Hooker is. Coming in at 6'3", 217, he is an absolutely great, intelligent quarterback. He has absolutely great hand-eye coordination when it comes to placement of the football. And he's really one of the most, I think you could say, composed and experienced passers in this year's draft. He's one of the oldest players in the draft, especially at the quarterback position. And he's made a comeback, especially after having his knee injury. There really can be some questions on how well he can play. But the guy is an absolute playmaker. He can make a lot of things happen. He's a very intelligent quarterback. He's got all the tangibles that a lot of these teams want. And he's just a good character guy. And I think that's what a lot of people like about Hendon Hooker well well he can play the game of football and be as well an influence off the football field I think he's a round two round three guy for sure I doubt he even makes it into day three he might even sneak into the background of round one if something crazy were to happen in that category I wouldn't even put him past them for an NFL team just saying we can't wait we got to take this guy but Hendon Hooker is a very very good player he can fit in a lot of different schemes and I think one that I found uh, looking at some research was actually Tampa Bay Buccaneers was one and it's not necessarily saying Baker Mayfield is a guy that's going to last there very long um, but I really like the way that it was put in an article by Jordan Reed and he said that Hennon Hooker at Tampa Bay would be a lot of sense because of the rage of the roster because obviously the Buccaneers a lot of guys from that Super Bowl run that are still there a lot older guys but you now you throw in a very veteran older draft pick in Hendon Hooker that can do it all and really run that schematic offense, it makes sense to me. And I really like the way Mr. Reed put it. Number three on the list is a consensus number one to a lot, a lot, a lot of teams, and that is Anthony Richardson. Yep, I did it. You can start yelling at me. Anthony Richardson will be around one player. There's no doubt in my mind. He's going to go on Thursday night from the green room and walk across the stage. There's no question about it. This guy is one of the best fit athletic, crazy intangible football players in this year's draft. That's completely his narration. It is going to be a Cam Newton type of player, or it's going to be a Johnny Manziel type of player. He is going to either really, really flourish, or he is going to crumble. But the allure of Anthony Richardson and his potential is literally through the ceiling. As during his pro day, he threw an 80, almost a 60-yard pass would have been a 60-yard pass if it wouldn't have hit the ceiling. His ceiling is so high, he needs to lift it up so he can throw a football underneath of it. That's how good Anthony Richardson is. But the problem, obviously at Florida, had a little bit of struggles when it came to trying to play hero ball, similar to DTR that I mentioned in my number five spot. But I think when it comes down to Anthony Richardson, it's going to be can he stay composed, stay patient in a lot of these offenses, as well as mold into a more of a pass first guy because he loves to run and he definitely is a guy that can sling it very, very well, but he really likes to use that dual threat mobile ability. So that's going to have to be the priority for a lot of teams looking at him. Obviously, the Baltimore Ravens is a team that could come to mind now with their situation with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think just based off the draft position, I think the Atlanta Falcons 
Falcons would be an absolute slam dunk of a place for Anthony Richardson being able to learn uh, really with that offense. You obviously have Desmond Ritter there. Those guys can battle it out. And now you got some top tier talent coming in potential of the next coming years with their draft picks that they can really work around Anthony Richardson and make him a very, very good football player. Number two on my list is consensus the number one overall draft pick. And that player is Bryce Young, Alabama's finest under Nick Saban. He is definitely a guy that is going to be a top five draft pick. He has all of the things you're looking for in a good football player. He has incredible accuracy. He has very, very, very good overall poise in the pocket even though with his stature everybody talks about his stature being shorter he still makes a lot of great throws and I think he's a guy obviously a very comparable fit is the Kyler Murray of the world the Russell Wilsons of the world that still have had great NFL careers and I think Bryce Young's intelligence can also take him there he does have the dual threat ability as well to run the football and I think that's a really good spot that Bryce Young has to be able to have that dual threat mobility as well as killer accuracy, especially on the run. That's something that he can really step himself apart with even a little bit more development in the National Football League with some of these really talented passing game coordinators. But I think right now when you look at Bryce Young, any top five team is probably going to be looking their way. Obviously, the Seahawks will probably be the first team that won't look at him after signing Geno Smith. Maybe they won't potentially down the road if they're not sold on Geno as their franchise quarterback. But I think any of the other selections, whether it's Carolina, whether it's Houston, whether it's any Annapolis. I think either of those three teams especially will make a case or even a team that trades up into that number three spot potentially will be a prime destination there for Bryce Young. That leaves one quarterback. I got five more on my list. Tanner McKee, good football player, not going to be there. Stetson Bennett is a national champion, but he's not a top five quarterback on my list. Max Duggan, TCU guy brought them to the college football playoff national championship. Very good football player. Not going to be in my top five list. And that leaves down to two. And Will Levis, let me tell you what. This guy is not a top five quarterback. The answer is C.J. Stroud. And here's why. C.J. Stroud has everything you want in an NFL quarterback. He's very smooth. He has great anticipation on a lot of throws. He's a very smart player. He's got a cannon of an arm. He is able to really throw the deep ball well, which is really something that I think a lot of these teams are going to be looking at. The only problem for C.J. Stroud is he's a Buckeye. The Ohio State quarterback room has always had some struggles getting into the NFL and having success. Justin Fields, I believe, just broke that enough that we don't have to worry about that anymore. Obviously, with guys like JT Barrett didn't pan out. Cardale Jones did not pan out. You have so many Ohio State quarterbacks that really haven't panned out. I think now with Justin Fields breaking that curse, I think CJ Stroud is going to flourish wherever he's in Carolina, whether he's in Houston, whatever team decides to take him. I think they're going to be in a good spot with CJ Stroud. I've been on him over the last couple of years, and I think he's still going to be a good quarterback. That's coming from a Michigan fan. I think CJ Stroud's a heck of a football player, and I think he can be a really good quarterback in the NFL, and that's why he's number one on my list. Thank you all for tuning in to the West Michigan Sports Show. Make sure you subscribe on all of our podcast platforms. Want to thank our sponsors before we go. Those include the Makasa Asola Career Center, Moda Makasa Asola Transit Authority, Parasuttle Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Johnson's Automotive Repair, the Schubert Insurance Agency, Quality Car and Truck Repair, and Alter Care Big Rapids. Thank you all for tuning in. This is Brandon Wirtz signing off on the West Michigan Sports Show. We'll see you next time.